Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 19th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled God's Grace and Our Faith. God's Grace and Our Faith. And then within that, I'm doing another series called It's Already Done. And I trust that you've been enjoying both. Well, yesterday I started to teach you about prayer, and I'm going to flow in that same vein today. I'm going to teach you that when you pray, and you pray from a position of grace, and you don't, I'm not praying from a position of need, I'm not praying from a position of lack, no, what I'm doing, I'm going to teach you today to pray like it's already done. When you pray, glory to God, you're going to pray like it's already done, like it's already been provided, like God is revealing to you the things that are future to you, but past to him. And as he gives you insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding concerning the future that he planned for you from the foundations of the world, and you start to pray back to God the prayers that he already prayed over you, you're not praying like, oh God, I need this to happen. No, you're praying like it's already done. And so you're setting yourself in agreement. You're setting yourself, put this in the chat. It's already done. It's already been provided. God, God's hand is already on my life. I'm not a mistake. God, my future is already mapped out. And so I'm going to walk out those things that God already gave me from the foundations of the world. I'm going to go into this Friday morning and into this weekend to go do what I believe he's already done. And so I'm not asking, I don't, at that point, I don't have to ask him to bless it, to put his hand on it, because I believe it's already blessed. And so I'm, I'm living my life in harmony, in sync with what God has already provided. So when I live this way, I'm connected to God. God's connected to me. The grace is on me. The power of God is flowing to me and through me. There's no way, no way I can lose. Everything I put, matter of fact, I prophesy over my hands. You do that too. And you say, hands, you are blessed hands. And whatever I put my hands to do, it prospers because God is with me everywhere I go. Oh my God. Let's get ready for the word this morning. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into the word. We've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17 as the foundational scriptures. And so, and then I've been teaching other things, but let's look at those again. John 1 and 14 says, the word Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us and we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And then in John 1 and 17, the Bible says the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. So the law was given by Moses, but when Jesus came, he changed everything. We're under a different dispensation. We are now under grace. And so we have to understand how to walk this thing out. Not that under the old covenant, the spotlight was on man and what man did for God. Under the new covenant, the spotlight is on God and what God has already done for us. And so now I'm walking out what God has already provided. As I'm teaching on this, yesterday I started teaching on the importance of prayer. And, and I'm going to flow in that vein today because God's plans for me, God's plans for you, those plans are already complete. Put this in the chat. God's plans for my life are complete. God made plans for you before the world began. And those things are going to manifest in your life at just the right time if you walk and live by faith. So what we don't want to do, watch this, we don't want to um, get out ahead of God. 
because we if we're trying to do the right thing at the wrong time, then the right thing at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. <laughs> so we don't want to get out ahead of God because when we get out ahead of God, we're out there without the grace. And so now it may be that God has something for me and I know it's going to happen, but it's not if it's the wrong time, if it's the wrong season. So now I'm trying to force something to happen before it's time. And so now I'm out here without the grace of God. I'm going to fail because I'm relying on my humanity, my power, my strength. It's the right thing at the wrong time. It becomes the wrong thing. However, if I lag behind God now, uh, same thing. So now the grace of God has gone before me, but I'm not in sync or in harmony with that. So now I'm lagging behind God. And so now I finally get it, but I caused myself a delay. I was delayed, not denied, but the delay didn't come from God. The delay came from me, but my lack of faith, my lack of belief, my, my, my failure to perform, my failure to be in harmony or in sync with God. And so when that happens, you get frustrated because you're trying to catch up uh, and, and you're out, out of sync. So the key is to live in harmony or in sync and flow with the Holy Spirit. The key is to live every day of your life with the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit in harmony and sync with him, flowing with him. And when you live that way, uh, for you to live that way, prayer is a key component of that process. You have to pray because prayer is gonna what, what's going to keep you in harmony and sync in alignment with God. So what does this mean for you today? I have two things, just two things to share with you on this Friday morning. And, but I got a lot though, and this is going to be good. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to be good. Two things. Number one, here we go. Number one, key aspects of prayer. This is continued from yesterday. So yesterday I gave you some key aspects of prayer. Well, I need to keep flowing in that same vein today. So the Bible says in Matthew six and eight, basically Jesus was explaining. He said, you know what? Hey guys, the father already knows what you need before you ask but you still need to ask. This was when he was teaching about prayer. He said, when you pray, because some people think this is, I'm teaching about God's grace and our faith. Some people think that the grace of God or the sovereignty of God means, well, and everything is going to happen anyway. So I don't need to pray. I don't need, you know, no, stop. No, 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 no. The father knows what you need before you ask, but you still need to ask. Put that in the chat. I still need to ask in faith. You still need to ask. So when you pray, you're praying because the Bible commands us to pray. So while you do need to ask, the goal is to ask in harmony and agreement and in faith with, with God's desires and not your selfish desires. So I, I like to quote James 4 for you, but this time I'm going to read it. I'm going to read James 4, verses 2 and 3 from the easy-to-read version and then from the Passion Translation. I want you to listen to what the, the Bible says about this. James says, you don't get what you want because you don't ask God, right? So you have not because you ask not. But then James says, but when you do ask, you don't receive anything because the reason you ask is wrong. Mm. You only want it for your own pleasure. So he's saying, listen, you don't have it because you don't ask for it. But when you do ask, the reason why you're not getting it is because these are selfish desires. You're, you're asking for something that was birthed in your heart and not in the heart of God. And so when you ask for something that is a selfish desire, that is not part of the plan that God already made for you from the foundations of the world, then God is not obligated to give you something that you came up with. God is watching over his word to perform it in your life, over his purpose, not yours. You got it? The Passion Translation reads, all the time, you don't obtain what you want because you don't ask God for it. 
But when you do ask, you don't receive it because you are asking with corrupt motives, seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires. I'm teaching you about God's grace in our faith and how this thing works. It doesn't work when you're asking for things that are selfish desires. It doesn't work when, when you're just trying to, to please yourself and not please God. Now, don't, don't, think, don't take this to mean that God doesn't want to bless you. God, no, listen, I'm telling you from experience, God's plans are better than your plans. And when you die to self, yield to him and start asking for what he wants, believe me, he's going to want things for you that are better than what you want for you. Uh, I mean, there's, I've, I'm already, listen, Isabella and I, we've already exceeded every one of our wildest dreams that we had as kids, right? We've already exceeded our wildest imaginations when we got married. We, we're, we're already like experiencing and it's only getting better, right? Why? Because it's the grace life. Because all we want now is what God wants and God keeps blessing us. God saying, hey, son, hey, daughter, now go do this. Hey, go do this. And while we're doing it, God is blessing us in the process. Man, God is such a good God. I'm telling you. So while God has given us the authority over this planet, and I taught you about that earlier, God has given us as humans, male and female. Remember, women have the same power, authority, anointing. Don't Women are not second-class citizens in the kingdom of God. Women can cast out devils and demons. Women speak with new tongues. You know, so, so anyway, God has given mankind, male and female, the authority to pray. Please don't pray as if some people like say that they command God, like, like they're telling God what to do. Remember, prayer is not about you telling God what to do. There is a God and you are not him. And so he is your God and you are his servant and it's not the other way around. So you don't get to command God. You don't get to tell God what to do. It doesn't work that way. What you do is you align with God's will and you agree with God. So when you understand the divine authority that you have and God is looking for you to agree with him in the earth, God is looking for you to pray over your children. God is looking for you to pray over your marriage. God is looking for you to pray over your family, your household, your business. God is looking for you to set your faith in agreement. God wants you to do it. And God is looking for you to pray over your business, your community, the impact, the people that he sent you to do. If you're in government or over your whole area or whatever. So God has called you and he's looking for you to set your faith in agreement to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. Why? Because you have the authority over the earth domain. And so God is looking for you to bind and to loose, to prevent and to permit things on this planet. So when I get to binding and loosen, this is from Matthew 18 and 18. Today, I actually went back to my book. Let me let me give you a quote from my book, Level Up Your Life. And, uh, and, and I'm about to read directly from the book. So this is what it says about this, about praying, authority, all of that. Matthew 18 and 18, King James Version. The Bible says, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, when you read all of this, you read these verses without any context, it sounds like heaven will respond to whatever we say in prayer or otherwise. But you and I already know that that's not the case. You have prayed for and said things that heaven did not respond to. So let's seek to get an understanding. The Amplified Translation of Matthew 18 and 18 reads, Truly I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on the earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare to be proper and lawful on the earth must be 
what is already permitted in heaven. So this translation sheds more light on what Jesus was actually teaching. Jesus was not putting pressure on heaven to respond to our will, but rather he was putting pressure on us to learn what heaven's will is and then to pray that. So we can't force God to do something that is against his will. As a matter of fact, we can't force God to do anything. When we pray, we must pray in alignment and in agreement with heaven. That's the end of the quote from the book. So this is what I added this morning. So when things are happening in your life that you don't like, like right now, you may be saying, hey, hey, uh, Rick, Brother Pena, man, there's some stuff going on you just don't know. Okay, I don't know. I, I don't need to know. God knows. Uh, but But when these things are happening in your life that you don't like, you need to ask yourself, have I prayed about it? Have I invoked God's involvement? There are angels that are waiting for you to open up your mouth. Do I have angels moving? Have I activated heaven on my behalf? Come on now. If there's some stuff that's not working, open up your mouth. Pray. If you believe it's the will of God and, and you believe that what God is revealing to you in your prayer closet that doesn't line up with what you're seeing on the earth, then what do you pray? You don't pray what you see. You pray what you believe. You pray what you see in the spirit, not what you see in the natural. And so you can't be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. So what you want to do is you want to get God involved. You want to get angels to move. You start decreeing and declaring what God is revealing to you in the spirit. And you say what God said until you see what God said. Say amen to that. Put that in the chat. I'm going to say what God said until I see what God said. So heaven responds when believers on earth make valid requests. What is a valid request? A valid request is when I'm praying in faith in accordance with God's will. This is how God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. So stop accepting everything that happens. Oh, this is so frustrating for me. When bad things happen to good people and somebody says, well, if it happened, you know, it, it must have been the will of God. No, no. Everything that happens on the earth is not the will of God. Don't just accept everything as the will of God. Listen, stop conceding to Satan. Stop cowering to the devil. The devil is a liar and Jesus is the Messiah. Get heaven involved. Don't accept everything. Listen, stand up. You know, get, get some backbone. Start praying. Decree and declare the will of God over your life. So, say what God is saying to you. Believe. And when it, when it doesn't look like it's happening yet, just keep believing. The unseen has to be more real to you than the seen. God has provided you the grace. Doggone it. I need you to provide some faith. You got it? All right, number two. Only two things for you this morning. Praying from a position of grace or praying from God's perspective. Now, I've taught on this before, and uh, but it's worth repeating. And, and here's another excerpt from my book. So I'm going to quote directly from the book on this. When you understand this from the book, when you understand God already made plans for you before the world began, and he made those plans completely by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved, then you understand the importance of seeking God concerning what to pray for. This is what John said in this is 1 John 5, 14 and 15. We can come to God with no doubts. This means that when we ask for things and those things agree with what God wants for us, God cares about what we say. He listens to us every time we ask. So we know that he gives us whatever we ask for of him. So what, this is the confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him. That when I'm asking for something, what when I'm asking for something that in the spirit, he already gave me from the foundations of the world. 
then yes, he hears me. Not only does he hear me, but but it's already done. Not only does he hear me, but I have it now. I have it in the spirit. It's only a matter of time before it manifests in the natural, right? But I'm praying because I believe it's already done. Let me keep reading from the book. Praying from a position of grace means you're praying from the position of God's perspective, which is God's will. What, what you are praying for on earth is what has already been provided in heaven. In this way, grace-based prayers tap into the supernatural power of God for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. End of quote. So now I'm going to add a few points for you as I close this week. Don't pray as if God doesn't already know what you're going through. Like, like you know, when, when people are going through something and they come to me and they tell me all the things that they're going through. And I said, well, do you mind if we pray? They say, yeah, let's pray. When I start praying, I don't need to repeat to God everything they just said to me. God already knows. <laughs> so I don't need to worry about that. It's not news to God, right? So don't pray as if God doesn't already know all things. Don't pray as if God hasn't already given you the grace to get out of the situation that maybe you got yourself into. But don't pray as if, oh God, this is news to you. You don't have to explain the situation to God. God already knows. Start praying for the outcome, not the situation, all right? So don't pray as if God hasn't already equipped you to face it and to overcome it. God has already given you the grace for it. So when you don't need to pray Oh, this is when you pray, you should pray with this mentality, the mentality that God has already given me the, the strength and the grace and the favor, the power to get out of this situation, that God has already given me the victory. So now when I'm praying, I'm just praying for wisdom concerning how to walk this thing out. I know that is already provided. So now when I pray, I'm praying for the wisdom to walk out what God has already provided. You got it? So and here's another one. Don't pray. Oh, man, here's a big one. Don't pray as if God is not in the situation with you. Remember the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego? They went into the fire, and then when, when the king Nebuchadnezzar, in the, in the Baptist church, we said, King Nebuchadnezzar, Lord have mercy. When he looked down, there was a fourth man in the fire, and it looked like the son of God. We serve a God that will get down in the fire with you. So when you pray, please don't pray like, oh, God, I need you to come. Oh, God, can you please come help me in this situation? Oh, God, listen, when you pray like that, I correct people on the spot when I hear them praying like that. Because then basically you're saying that you don't think God is already there. God has already promised to be. God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never turn my back on you. There's a there's a scripture in Hebrews 13 from the Amplified says, I will not. I will not. I will not in any degree turn my back on you or relax the grip that I have on you. And so when you pray, oh, God, I need you to come. Oh, God, then stop. You need to stop that because what you're saying is, God, I don't think you're here. You're not in the fight alone. And so, no, no, when you pray, God is present. You should never pray like God is not present because if you pray that, like God is not present, then you believe that he's not present. And he's like, what are you talking about? I am on you and in you and with you and for you. But when you know that God is already present and you start praying like he's already present, now now you can acknowledge his present presence. You can tap into his power and you can rest in his peace. God is with you. Everywhere you go, put this in the chat. God is with me whithersoever I go. God is with me everywhere I go. God is always with you. He, he, you don't have to ask him to come. Matter of fact, when you when you show up in a room, you don't have to ask him to show up in the room. You you brought him. He, he's in you. And so, so when I walk in, matter of fact, today when I'm about to go to a, a breakfast meeting and then to the airport. When I go to that breakfast meeting, God just walks into a room because Rick Pena's here. When I get on that plane, 
people on that plane, they may not even know it, but they're blessed because destiny's on board. They're, this plane ain't going down because I'm here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The power of God is on. The God is on this plane because I'm on this plane. And so everybody's on, on this plane is blessed because I'm on. I don't know if, they, if they're blessed. I don't know who they are, but I know who I am. And I know that God is on me and in me and with me and for me. So you acknowledge his presence and you walk like it's already done. Come on now. You got it? So don't pray. Here's another one. Don't pray as if what you're facing is going to destroy you. Come on, really? That's how, don't pray, oh God, oh God, I need you, oh God, you know, oh God, please help me, because, like, 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 like you've already been defeated. No, when you do this, you're demonstrating to God that you have no faith, no trust, no confidence, no belief that he made plans for you before the world began. It's like, like, like you, you don't believe it's already done because if you believed that it was already done, you wouldn't be, pray, be praying like that. And so you can't see yourself as defeated. If you see yourself as defeated, you've already been defeated in your own mind. So no, you, you are the winner, not the loser. You're the victor, not the victim. Thanks be unto God, the Bible says. Uh, uh, who always gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So no, when you pray, you got to believe that God's part is already done in eternity and it's only a matter of time before you receive it in time. When you pray from a position of grace, you're praying from a position of God's perspective. God doesn't see you defeated. God doesn't see you as the loser. God doesn't see you broke, busted, and disgusted. No, you're full of faith and hope and confidence and peace regardless of the situation when you're praying from a position of grace. I recently shared with you the following, and it's worth repeating, and this is how I'm going to close the, the week with this statement. When you pray from a position of grace, you're praying from a position of victory. You're not praying for the victory. You know that you already have the victory, and it's only a matter of time before you see in your hands what God has revealed in your heart. So no, you're going from faith to faith, from victory to victory. And so you're never defeated. Put that in the chat. Say, I am never defeated. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. There's no way. The only way I can lose is if I quit, and there's no quit in me. And if you listen to me, I'm going to not let you quit. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to let you quit. You listen to me for a few minutes, you're going to feel like you could leap a tall building with a single bound. Glory to God. You ready? Let's close out this message with a declaration of faith. Let's go into the weekend with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your unearned and empowering grace and my requirement to live by faith. The more I learn about your grace and my faith, the more effective I am in walking out my destiny before I die. I know that for you, it's already done. You've already provided. You reveal things to me about my future. And when you do, you actually speak to me about those things like their past tense. Because for you, they already happened. You have been to my future. You've seen those things play out right before your eyes. So now when you look at me, you're looking to see what you saw. And I declare that you will. <laughs> Therefore, I'm not striving for the victory. Mm -mm. I enter each day from a position of victory. I thank you, Father, for always causing me to triumph. You give me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I enter this day to go do what I believe is already done. So I live in sync with heaven and I boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name, 
Amen. This is today's word. This is one of those messages about prayer you might need to listen to again. Get this down in your spirit. And also, listen, if you're not getting my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, sign up, get my notes every day in your email inbox for free. Do me two things, two favors. Number one, if this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. Later when I'm on the plane, I'm going to read those comments. It's going to be a blessing to me. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. The best is yet to come. Greater is coming for you. All right. Have, have an amazing weekend. Walk into it with, with your expectations set high. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.